Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Megan from HarmonyRestored.com. Megan, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. Now, I love everything that you do. Like, you do a million, (laughs) jillion different things, just like I do, (laughs) which I love. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're always wearing a million different hats. And so I know that you do some blogging, you do health coaching, you do, you know, energy, medicine, and all kinds of things. Tell me a little bit more about your practice. Yeah, so I've been in practice for about three years, and um, I'm an emotion code practitioner, which is just a certain... Um, energy medicine modality that I use um, mainly with my clients. I also do EFT. Um, I do a lot of, um, you know, different coaching and consulting about nutrition and supplements and all that kind of fun stuff. And um, I, you know, I blog, so I'm writing a lot and I have some eBooks. And so, yeah, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. And you know, it's. It, I feel like in the wellness world, we all have this huge bag of tricks because mm-hmm. it's such a complex, holistic thing. And like we're working with people on physical levels, emotional levels, mental levels, spiritual levels. And so it's like, you know, all these different classes and techniques and whatever, it's like we just build it up, right? (laughs) Totally. Well, I mean, I know for me it was like when I was on this journey, I kind of wanted one thing to be the answer. I wanted, okay, food is going to fix it, and that's going to fix everything, and I don't have to do anything else. (laughs) Uh, what a world. <laughs> for a long time in it. And I realized, like, okay, that it's one piece of the puzzle, you know, right. um, but there's so many things that go into wellness. And, you know, you know, we talk about holistic medicine and being holistic, like, that includes everything. It's not just food. It's not just supplements. Um, but there's so many things that go into it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're whole beings, and, you know, really, that is the concept behind my entire practice and all the work that I do mm-hmm. is our essential elements of whole health because it was really as a work of, you know, results of my work with clients over the past, you know, almost two decades of, like, you know, figuring out, like, what were all these pieces? Like, for me, food was sort of the last piece of the puzzle. For some people, that's, like, the first. But because I had done, you know, I was a massage therapist and a doula. I did Reiki. I did energy work. I did, you know, EFT. Like, I'd kind of gone the thoughts and emotions and energy route first. Yeah. Um, but doing that at 18 was like really overwhelming and like, I didn't quite know all the pieces of handling it and like protecting my energy and, you know, all that, like I was giving so much to my clients. Um, you know, I wasn't really keeping a lot for myself, but you know, it was like going through all of that in like proper movement, connecting with nature, having purpose in life, like dealing with the toxins in our house, dealing with my like physical body, digestion and blood sugar and all those things, and then food. Right. So it really was like putting all those pieces together. So that's kind of how we came up with, you know, the essential elements of whole health is like I wanted to tell people when they would come to me, like, what do I do? I'm like, well, we got to change your whole life. And <laughs> right. That's only a little bit overwhelming and not at all sustainable. So kind of like how do we break this down? And I know that that's a passion of yours is taking these big concepts and breaking it down into like doable steps so that it's approachable for people. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I had Hashimoto's 
disease and I had adrenal fatigue and I had food intolerances and anxiety and all these different things. And I um, was uh, like, all I did was research for, I swear, 10 years and, you know, trying to figure all this out. And it was so overwhelming and I kept getting sicker and sicker. And um, I just, you know, (laughs) I finally got on the other side of it. And when I looked back and I was, I was so grateful for what I had been through, but I was like, my gosh, like, we've got to simplify this. This is overwhelming. This should not have taken me 10 years to figure all this mm-hmm. out. And thousands of dollars. Thousands and of dollars. tons of suffering. Yeah, my whole life, like, just being thrown into researching and trying to figure this out. And it was like, okay, when I, <laughs> like, when I start my practice and whatever I do to help people, like, I want to help simplify that, just break it down for people, give them bite-sized pieces so that it's, it's doable, you know, because I think we get into these health journeys and we start digging and digging. And a lot of times that research and that digging, that's like really what causes a lot of stress. And then the stress mm-hmm. is what makes us sick. And so we kind of get in this cycle of like, oh, my gosh, what what's next? What am I doing wrong? What toxic am I, you know, eating that is causing all these symptoms? And then we just kind of get we start to get lost and we forget to just enjoy our life and, you know, and, and do the simple things. And the simple things are really what ends up being what helps us the most are, you know, things like playing with our kids and going outside and just eating healthy, real food and, you know, just simple things, you know. I think so many people do go down that rabbit hole and, you know, it's easy to do because, we're not really right now in this country able to get the help easily and, you know, affordably and everything that, that everybody needs, right. right? You know, the allopathic community is way behind on so much that's going on with wellness care, not necessarily emergency care, right? but, but wellness care and preventative medicine. And it's like to access that and you really have to be your own advocate. You really have to do the research and whatever. And it is, tough and it is overwhelming and it is just a lot and not everybody is as you know into it as we are and wants to spend all this time like nerding out to it and so it really is like a lot of people have other passions and jobs that they love so it's really hard to add that on top of it and if you're sick and your kids are sick and you're just trying to like make it like adding that on top of it oh that's rough it's rough yeah I mean I remember our lowest point like I was basically in bed every day, so fatigued, and my son was, um, he's still on the autism spectrum, but rather than low-functioning, he's now high-functioning through different interventions, but this Mm -hmm. is when he was low-functioning, and I just remember thinking, I started kind of on this natural health route, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even get out of bed to make dinner, and you want me to do what? (laughs) Like, energy work, and real food, and supplements, and it was just, it was so overwhelming. And now I have to clean out my, you know, makeup bag in my, under my sink, and then I have to, like, run a mile, and yeah, all this stuff, it's like, what? So putting it into doable pieces and making it, you know, we always talk about our change one thing challenge where, you know, we encourage people to change one thing, commit to changing one small thing, whether that's going to bed a little earlier or drinking some more water today or buying, you know, butter instead of margarine or grass-fed butter instead of regular, whatever it is, like an incremental step, and then go on social media you know, tag us with change one thing and tell us so they can inspire like everybody yeah. for these things to change because that builds on 
like each change builds on its on each other so much. Yeah, totally. Like you're gonna get the momentum going. You're gonna get, and it's like one thing. It's not this whole lifestyle change that you have to think about. And I think that's so huge. And the stress mm-hmm. from dealing with that shift is enormous. And I know that that is a lot of your focus with the emotion code and energy clearing and all of these things, like helping combat that stress. It's the stress, yeah. I mean, that was that was my story and the same for my clients. Most of the people that come into my office, they are exhausted. They have been on this health journey for a long time. They come in and they're like, I've tried everything. I've read every book. Like, I am basically at rock bottom, mm-hmm. and I don't know what else to do. This is my last resort. And it's funny because it's like, why do we put our emotions and our – stress and all those things as our last resort. I don't know why, but, (laughs) but I did. And that's what my clients are coming with me. You know, they're saying the same things and they're just, they've done everything. They've changed their diet. They're on the perfect supplements. You know, they're going to chiropractors and naturopaths and doing all these different things, taking out all the toxins in their home, you know, and they're just, they're not getting better. And that's when I come in and I'm like, okay, let's deal with the stress behind all of this. Like, you know, and I know for me, it was just like, I got to this point where I had done so much and I had gotten a little bit better, but not like I should have, like I felt like I should have been a lot better than I was, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, okay, I'm doing all this, and I should feel like a million dollars, and I just wasn't. And I just kind of decided, you know, it was really for me when I, after I got that Hashimoto's diagnosis, something just clicked in me, and I was like, it, no, like I'm, this isn't who I am. Like this is, I've let this go too far. The stress has taken over too much, and I just can't keep going like this. This isn't who I am. I'm not a sick person, and so at that point, I just decided, okay, like it's it's time to deal with the stress, my emotional baggage, you know, and change my story, basically. And so that's where, you know, for me, it was a lot of subconscious, emotional clearing stuff that we needed to go back and do. And then after I did that, it was like, I was on fire. <laughs> it's kind of amazing how it builds on each other. And, you know, I mean... I think people that listen to the podcast have heard us talk about this before because it's like, you know, we think that our conscious minds are in control, you know, that we think that we can think our way out of it and whatever, but really our subconscious minds that, you know, it's it's the mind that keeps us going and breathing and, and you know, doing all of these things that, you know, and, and acting out these subconscious beliefs, these beliefs that were imprinted years and years ago as a child really in many cases, pre-verbal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and ways that we interpreted the world through a lens that really wasn't quite well-formed yet. Mm-hmm. And it's informed our, our whole life because it's informed our belief about ourselves, And then we're creating our reality from that position. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you do have to, like, get to that point and draw the line in the sand and go, like, no. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Like, I need a new story. I'm creating a new reality. Like, oh, yeah. I'm switching that. Yeah. Well, you know, and for me, like, I didn't have an emotional or a traumatic childhood. I have a great marriage. Like, I didn't have anything that would be a red flag, I think, for, you know, like, again, I have clients that come into my office, and, I mean, they have these traumatic stories, traumatic childhoods, and it's like, yeah, of course, that makes sense, you know. But for me, I was just, you know, I grew up fine, like, 
nothing really big happened, you know, happily married, but I still was carrying all this stress and this just regular stuff, you know, just human stuff. And just so, human stuff. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, and a lot of it, you know, when I work with clients, it's like we go back and we look and it's like, okay, you know, this thing that happened, like you were going to take your first step and, you know, your mom reacted out of fear and tried to catch you from falling. And then you like form this belief that you couldn't do it. Obviously I'm oversimplifying, right. but you know, it wasn't this big traumatic event where you were like, you know, swooped up and hit and everything for trying to walk. It was like something that really shouldn't have been a trauma, mm -hmm. but somehow you interpreted it in a way. Oh yeah that it changed the belief about you and your place in the world. And then you've been operating from that belief. And it's, it really sounds on the surface, like kind of woo woo, like, uh -huh. excuse me, you yeah. know, this belief I made when I was, you know, 12 months old is driving my adult life. Oh, and it's yeah. like, well, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, it is a little woo woo. It's out there because it's different than what we grew up thinking and being mm -hmm. taught. Um, but that doesn't mean it's, it's not, it's not legit, you know, and I think, um, you, for me, the big light bulb moment was I was doing some of this work and all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, I think I'm broken. Like that's what's driving all this. Like on a really deep level, I think there's something wrong with me. And once I was aware of that and I saw that, it was like, oh my gosh, like that's why I can't, <laughs> like I just, keep getting stuck with my health and I keep hitting this wall and, you know, it, I'm not really going anywhere with it is because really on this deep level, I think there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And so we started working on that and I was digging and, you know, clearing things. And then it was like, you know, the heavens opened and all of a sudden I realized I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. And then, I mean, I swear like a light switch, my health just flipped you know? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like once, I mean, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So like once we interrupt that cycle, mm -hmm. it's like it filters out to everything else. And it does seem like magic because it's like, wow, that happened so fast. But it's because, you know, you cleared that block or that belief or whatever. And then everything else could just go like dominant. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it was like everything I was doing for so long, the food and the supplements and all these different things finally started working. And that was like, oh, my gosh, like everything just started falling into place, you know, and I felt so much better so quickly. And it was just like, you know, wow. yeah, it was like a light switch. It was awesome. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, I think it, it's kind of like I tell people there could be 400 reasons that you have a headache. And if we clear 399 of them with diet and lifestyle change and all of this, like, you're still going to have a headache. Yeah. So you still think like, I'm not well. Right. But then mm -hmm. when you clear that last thing, boom, it's gone. So all that work you had done with the changes in your diet and your lifestyle and, you know, all the supplements and all the rebuilding and all of the stuff, like it had taken you so far, yeah. but that last piece of the puzzle had to come into place. And that is exactly, I mean, that's, I'm like, wow, because that is so what I'm passionate about. I know it's what you're passionate about too, because so many people are missing this message. So many people are missing that this is a piece that can be that significant. People may look at it and go, oh, well, like I could be a little happier. Or I could like not snap at my kids as fast or whatever. But they don't realize that it really can be causing physical disease right. in their body. Right. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, like in, in my training, you know, we learn, I've learned about Chinese medicine and, you know, each organ correlates with a specific emotion. And so, you know, I'm looking at somebody and they come to me and they say, oh, I've got all these digestive issues, you know, I'm constipated or whatever it is. And then I'm like, okay, there's my little flag, you know, constipation equals um, grief and um, holding things in and not releasing the past. And so maybe we need to forgive somebody or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, there's always some sort of emotional correlation to whatever is happening in the body from a headache to a runny nose to cancer. You know, there's some sort of emotional stress underpinning that. And that's where, you know, that's the biggest thing is is getting these tools out to people to help them deal with their stress and become more, you know, emotionally resilient and, you know, and just start changing their stories and thinking more positive and, um, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like, it may not be the whole story. Like when people hear this, they're like, okay, I'm not constipated because I have grief. Right. But it's like, okay, maybe it's not the full story, Mm -hmm. but maybe it is. Or maybe it's just a big part of it. Or maybe it's one component, you know. And I remember reading one of my very first introductions to this was, of course, Louise Hay. You can heal your life, you know. And I started reading this and just, like, I mean, it was eye-opening. Because I thought, what? You know, I was probably 15 or 16 reading this. I was having health challenges. You know, um, my family members were having health challenges and you know, I was trying to, I was trying to be helpful and say like, well, this is probably caused because of this. And of course they just thought I was a looney tune, you know, and they, people get kind of mad when you like do question their beliefs and whatever. It's kind of like, no, I'm not causing this. Why would I do that? And so it's really about, you know, uncovering like that connection and trying to shift it and figure out like, okay, what role is this playing? It really takes a lot of courage and self-discovery and I mean that's why there's practitioners that do this to help right guide you through it yeah 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 you know and it's just yeah it's it does seem a little out there um it definitely did for me for a while um I remember when we first got into all the alternative health um it was it was for my son first so he was two and diagnosed with autism and all of a sudden really by you know, divine intervention, I think, this naturopath fell into our lap. And, um, you know, I walked in there and she was muscle testing and she's talking about homeopathy. And I'm like, what the heck? This woman Mm -hmm. is nuts, nuts. But he started to get better. And I was like, okay, I don't care, like, how crazy this is. My son feels better, so I'm going to just keep going with this. And Finally, she was like, there's this book I want you to read. It's called The Emotion Code. And I got it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't I even look at this thing. This is so out there. You want me to rub magnets over my head and all uh, this stuff? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, my – there's no – I just – I didn't get it. Like, I just – and I wasn't ready for it. And that's okay. Everybody's at different places, you know. Um, and then here I am, you know, um, 10, 11 years <laughs> later. And I'm a practitioner. And I'm like – touting this stuff to the world, you know, and it's, but you, you, so you have to, you know, if you're not ready for it, that's okay. And there's other things you can do. It's not all about, you know, rubbing magnets over your head and talking about trapped emotions. It's also about, you know, just changing your thoughts, like just deciding like today I'm going to have a good day and I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something that brings joy into my life. And if that is calling a friend or playing with your kids or watching a funny movie or whatever, going out to lunch, I, it doesn't matter. Like just something that brings joy into your life, you know, deciding that 
giving yourself permission to enjoy your life. You know, start there. If you're not ready to jump into all the like woo woo stuff, just give yourself permission to have a good day and start there and have a good thought about yourself and, you know, just entertain the idea for a minute that maybe I am okay. Like maybe I am healthy and I'm strong and um, my body is doing a really good job (laughs) keeping me alive right now. And, just have that gratitude and, and just see what happens, you know, just keep it simple. Exactly. I love that. It's very approachable and, you know, it's not, you know, rubbing sticks together and like talking about what happened when you were six months old, you know? So for a lot of people, that's a really great foray into kind of our mind body connection. And really, you know, there's so many studies that continue to come out about the healing effect of positive thinking and intention. And it's amazing. You know, it really is amazing how we can control that. And how empowering to think that we have such control over that part of our lives. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think because we've never even entertained that idea that we have control mm-hmm. over it. You know, I think, I know for me, I grew up very mainstream. You know, you just, you do what you're told and, you know, this is what you do. You, you know, you go to the doctor and you have your baby at the hospital and, you know, you eat McDonald's, <laughs> like you get married and like, that's just what you do. You know, and right. some of those things are great. Um, some not so much, but, um, but then we don't realize like that we, we can make a choice. Like it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to work at a nine to five to make an income. You don't have to buy a huge house. If you don't want to, you don't have to, um, you know, buy into all these different belief systems. You can create your own and, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's, so it's really about just kind of getting back and having some awareness about like, what do I actually want? And if it's health, if health is one of those things that you really desire, just knowing that you have more control is is a lot, you know, even just that awareness is enough to get kind of your subconscious on board with, all right, she wants health, like, let's do this. Right. It moves you from that victim mentality, that passivity of this is happening to me. Yeah to I have control over this. And I think that's huge. And, you know, you mentioned before gratitude. I think that's another really easy thing for people to do. That's such a powerful state to be in is in a state of thankfulness and gratitude. And to just really even start each day and just name three, five, ten things you're grateful for. I mean, you had a bed to sleep in. You have hot water to shower in. You you have teeth. You have eyes. You have ears. You're up. You're awake. Your heart's beating, like, on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, wow. Like, when you start resonating in that space, oh yeah, I mean, it's gratitude, amazing. Gratitude is powerful, you know, and I think that's a lot of times we just we get going with our routines and our lives, and we don't stop. And I know it sounds cliche, but stop and smell the roses. And you know, it's like just like even this morning, I was actually I was um, getting ready to do some of my remote sessions, and I was sitting down and just kind of getting in the zone and I looked outside and, you know, it's the same thing. I look outside and see every single day, but I was just hit with this, like, Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. these trees and the birds are chirping and the leaves are coming out and there's this beautiful breeze. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, like life is so incredible. Life is so amazing. And I can't believe I spent so many years of my life stressed out and worried so much about all these you know, petty things and just, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially relating to food, you know, I've, 
I used to have a lot of food anxiety, you know, I, through my health journey, you know, learning about all these things I can't have and things that are bad. And, you know, I would get really nervous about the food I was eating, you know, that it was going to make me sick or whatever. And that was kind of another journey for me that I had to move through. And really the biggest tool for releasing that was just gratitude. You know, it was like, my gosh, like the fact that I have access to food 24 seven, anytime I want, you know, that I have the ability to go to the farmer's market down the road and grab some greens and fresh eggs. And like, that is such a huge blessing. And so instead of focusing on like, oh my gosh, you know, like, I should be eating this and I shouldn't be eating that. And maybe this wasn't the right heritage breed of chicken, or maybe they had a little bit of this kind of grain in their feed or whatever. It's like, yeah, obsessing about the minutia. It's like, wow, I have food on my table, healthy food. And I've connected with the farm and I've done that. Like there's so many things in there Mm -hmm. to be grateful for. And I have the mind and the capacity to buy food and to make food and to serve food and to eat food. I mean, there's things all throughout there, you know, that things could go wrong anywhere in there. So to have all of that go so right is like such a blessing. Yeah, just so many things to be grateful for. And when you're in that vibration of gratitude, that's when things start to shift, you know, and I um, actually had somebody in my office the other day and um, she's kind of on the same journey, which is feeling really worried about, you know, am I eating the best diet? You know, what diet should I be on and all these different things. And I just said, you know, if you are, well, she, she's, she was like, you know, I'm, I'm feeding my family the things that they normally eat. (laughs) And then I'm, I'm making this whole other meal for me. Um, and I'm starting to feel resentful, like, and I'm starting to kind of get angry at my food because I want to just eat what they're eating and I want to go out to restaurants and I want to do these things. And I said, don't worry so much about the food, worry about that feeling that you're having. Like that's Mm -hmm. the feeling that we need to shift. And so, you know, if you're sitting down with the most beautiful salad with all these different, you know, local organic, you know, greens and vegetables and all these different things, and you are feeling angry and resentful and you you hate it, you hate it, then like that is worse for you than if you were sitting down to, you know, whatever it is, you know, if you're out at a restaurant eating pizza, you know, whatever, and you're having the time of your life and you're enjoying yourself and you are with your family and your friends and you're happy and you're great, grateful. Like in my opinion, (laughs) the energy of that pizza and that food is going to be better for you than that salad. And, you know, it's really about just clearing the stress that we have around food and our health and all these things and just getting back to, enjoying ourselves and being grateful for what we, you know, for our bodies and what we have. The thing, it's like all the pieces of the puzzle, it's all those things fitting together. It's, it's, you know, making the best choices that we can without driving ourselves insane and obsessing about it and having that gratitude, you know, and there is a time for letting go a little bit and there is a time for being a little more strict on different things. Like, You know, I know in the beginning, like when we started on the health journey, I we were very, very strict. Yeah. We were definitely like, you know, over our heads with dogma because it was like I was so sick and we had so much to heal. Like I didn't want one toe out of line mm-hmm. 
because I needed to heal. But at some point, you know, I always talk about the pendulum swing. We, you know, we're going standard American diet and then we go all the way one way and we're just, you know, really, really strict whatever diet that is, you know, whether we're doing a paleo protocol or sugar handling or a gut healing or whatever, we just go all the way and we throw everything out and we're just like every bite is analyzed and whatever. And then we kind of go back a little bit the other way and have this little bit of a rebellion and then we sort of settle somewhere in the middle, you know, maybe a little bit more towards the healthy side, but like somewhere in the middle where it's like, okay, there is a time, there is a place, there is a season. And obviously if you're eating foods that are causing allergic reaction and whatever, we're not saying that you can just totally override that or just eat anything forever that you want as long as you laugh while you're eating. We're not saying that. We're definitely talking about, you know, oh, I'm going to eat this McDonald's and laugh my, you know, (laughs) tail off and have just such fun and it won't hurt me at all. It's that it's all about a piece of that. It's all about looking at the whole thing. And people do get to the point, like you were saying, where they are angry and resentful that they're having, you know, I know we've been there where it's like, gosh, we're just doing everything. We're spending all this money and time and energy. And, you know, we're watching everybody else eat all this junk. And, you know, they don't seem to be having problems. We know that they are, you know, their moods are off and whatever, you know, things maybe we can't see. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, oh. And so those are the times that we've learned now that we've done some healing that we can go, okay, we can lighten up a little bit. And, like, maybe I'm not going to, yeah, maybe I'm not going to go do the fast food but, you know, maybe we need to go out to a restaurant for the night or we need to whatever. Or, like, yeah, I, I'm okay to have a cocktail tonight. You know, like, is it, am I going to open the junkiest thing I can find? No. I'm going to do something that's, you know, cleaner and nicer. And, you know, I'm not going to get all the food dyes in there and everything. But it's like you can still have fun yeah. and you can still lighten up and you can still have a good time and not obsess. It's the intention and the energy and the mood behind it that we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. (laughs) You know, it's just, you get, I got to this point where I was still, even though I had healed so much, I was still acting like I was really, really sick and it was making me miserable. And it was finally like, you know what? I'm okay now. Like I have healed so much and my family has healed so much. And now it's time to just kind of you know, the pendulum swing, like, come back a little bit, back to, like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, finding this really good balance, you know, and, and so. And enjoy it. Yeah. And, and live. And not be so, you know, crazy about my food and, like, making sure I have all these things with me and supplements. And, I mean, yeah. I still take supplements. I still eat healthy food, you know, but there's this balance that I think has brought life back into our family that we didn't have a few years ago when we were in that really intense healing period. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it is, you know, it's, it's letting go a little bit and just enjoying things and being grateful. And um, again, holding that belief that I'm healthy and I'm whole and I'm okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with me anymore. So yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. That is so huge. And I love it. And I love that we're talking about this because I feel like, you know, so many people are sort of silently struggling with this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is something that hasn't been addressed enough in the community because I do feel like people are getting mixed messages um, so many times and, and they don't really understand that there's a time and a place. Maybe there is a season to be more strict and a season to come in balance. They get really entrenched in a rut one way or the other. Yeah. 
And it's like, I think just talking about it, bringing awareness to that, because I know when I first heard about this, you know, people were talking about balance and people, you know, yeah. I, I was really resistant to it because I was like, oh, but I'm going to get sick and I'm going to this and I'm going to, you know, yeah. it was all this stuff. Yeah. But then realizing that situations had changed and I had healed and I could, I could come back there and I could also experiment just because I was going to say, you know, oh, I'm going to loosen up a little bit. If I had started having symptoms again or whatever, I can just as easily course correct. Yeah. Like it's having trust in yourself. It's building in resilience. Mm -hmm. It's really having that ability to say, okay, like I'm going to try this out. I have the tools in my toolkit to do what I need to do if I need to do it. Right. It, you know, and that again is empowering. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the biggest thing is feeling empowered, you know, and I think for so long I wasn't feeling that I just felt like a victim all the time. And I felt like, you know, Oh my gosh, because again, you know, no matter like you can get online and you can find a hundred different things, you know, if I, if it was eggs or if it was bananas or whatever, I could go find a thousand different, you know, quote unquote scientific studies saying this is the worst thing I've ever eaten and it's going to give me cancer and I'm going to die. Um, right. And, and it was so stressful. And I just, <laughs> was like, I, you know, you have to get back to this place where, you know, we just, we really tap in more into that intuition and that's where we start to feel empowered because when we're constantly giving our power over to like the next dietary book that comes out or, you know, the next, the next thing, like, then we just, it's, it's just not a happy place to be. And we really right, right. start to kind of lose our footing and we feel like victims when we can get back to a place where, you know, we have that solid foundation of feeling like I am whole and healthy and strong and, you know, having those positive thoughts, having that gratitude, you know, that's a, the best solid foundation and then bringing that balance in, you know, and that looks different for everybody. But I think, you know, for me, um, there are times when I feel like we can let loose a little bit more. And then there are times when I feel like, okay, you know, it's time to like scale back there a little bit. You know, I maybe I start getting headaches or, you know, like little things start to come up and then it's like, all right, I just need to, you know, we just need to pull back a little bit. It's kind of this expansion contraction. And that is the beautiful balance of it is that we have to have one to have the other. And so if we're constantly in this place of contraction, you know, where we're stressed out, we're reading, we're researching, we're reading, we're cutting foods out, we're doing all these things, that's not healthy either. And so it's really finding, um, it, it's finding both. It's fine, you know, having the balance of those two things where we can be at home and we can, you know, live our toxin-free lives and we can eat our healthy food and then we can also just go out with our friends and, enjoy ourselves and then come yeah, back yeah. and rebalance and, you know, back and forth. <laughs> you know, if you look at this, there's so many examples in our natural world of balance, you know, the give and the take, the yin and the yang and the f feminine and the masculine. I mean, there's all these examples of balance. And I think that it really is boiling down to trust and intuition and being able to know, like, you know, what your cues are. Like you said, if you're getting a little headache or you're feeling a little tired or whatever, that's not a full-blown health crisis. I think so many of us went all the way mm -hmm. to full-blown crisis that we kind of have a little trouble like, oh, will I know when I'm going to get in trouble again? Will I be able to trust myself? Will my body be able to communicate with me? And, you know, it's like those little pebbles that 
you know, our body's going, hey, hey, I need your attention, pebbles at the window, and then, I, you know, if you don't listen, it's a big rock, and then it's a boulder, and then, you know, it's a avalanche, yeah. and it's kind of like, you know, we can start at the pebbles and go, oh, okay, like, you know, we're going to hang out at home this weekend, and, you know, I'm going to make a big pot of broth, and we're just going to, like, eat really clean for a few days, because... We're going through a stressful time or whatever, and you just know what you need. And I think for me, like, that is my ultimate dream for my clients is for them to get to that place where they can navigate the ups and downs of life because it's always going to be dynamic. You know, I think almost every podcast episode I talk about the concept of health, that people think that they're going to get to this town of healthy and they're going to live there and life will be beautiful forever after. And it's like, Honestly, that's not the way it goes at all. It's having resilience. It's having your toolkit. It's being able to know, like, okay, if I get a cold, here's what I do, and here's how I shortcut it, and I have the faith that I'm going to come back. And, you know, it's like having that to navigate is so important. Yeah, I mean, I think having the toolkit, you know, and once you have all those pieces of the puzzle kind of put together and you have your toolkit, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual toolkit, you know, then it's just time to, it's time to enjoy your life and and follow your passion. And if that is health and healing, you know, then becoming a practitioner, doing something like that to help other people. Or if your passion is art, then go do that and stop worrying about about your health, you know, like, right. Move on to the next thing of your life. Yeah. I love that because, you know, I think what so much of my passion is making sure that people live a life well lived, you know, like live fully and really enjoy everything. And, you know, because for so long I didn't get to do that. And, you know, I didn't think I was really going to make it to 30, you know? And so it was like when I was able to do that and able to travel and move across the country and start a farm and then start a practice and now travel full time. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? Like I get to do this. It's amazing. And, you know, it's just I want that for other people so much for them to like really live their lives and not be in this this rut and, you know, just follow these kind of paths that were carved for us so long ago. They're like hollow, you know, just these you got to do this and this and this and someone else's dream for your life. And yeah, and so much of that is working through the beliefs, working through the emotions, working. I want to change direction just a little bit and talk a little bit more about the emotion code um, with the heart wall. Oh, yeah. Can you talk to us about the heart wall a little bit? This is going to be something kind of new for some people, (laughs) but it's really cool. (laughs) It is cool. Um, So, well, to give a little bit of background on what the emotion code is, which will kind of set us up to talk about the heart wall. So the emotion code is just an, you know, an energy healing modality where basically it's just a way to release emotional stress, emotional baggage that is stuck in your body, in your subconscious, that's creating imbalance. You know, the book. This, there's a book, yeah. That, Dr. Bradley Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, Dr. Nelson um, really, you know, breaks it down so that it's easy to understand and gives you some really basic um, tools to help you learn how to start doing some of it for yourself. So that's a really great tool. Um, you know, for me, I like to for my clients, I like to do emotion code. That's a great way to clear out the subconscious quickly. And then EFT is a great way, a great tool for them to use on their own day to day to just help create that balance between mind and body. But 
love EFT. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's emotional freedom technique. And, you know, I'm going to put some links to some of the things we're talking about or really all the things we're talking about on the show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. If you'll go under podcast and then under episodes, just click on this episode and you'll find links to Megan's website and all the different books and everything that we're talking about. But EFT is really cool. You might also hear it called tapping or meridian tapping. It's really a neat way to clear emotional blocks, and they're actually using this with, like, you know, survivors of PTSD and things like that. It's very powerful. It is. It's really powerful, and it's a great tool that anybody can learn how to do themselves. I have a lot of videos on my blog, um, different videos. I have an anxiety video, one for anger. I have one actually coming out today about depression. Um, so there's there's lots of resources out there to just be able to do it yourself. Um, you don't have to have a partner to do that. Um, so basically going back to the emotion code, finding these trapped emotions and clearing them basically from the body. It's really simple. Um, so a trapped emotion is anytime you've had an experience in your life, you know, this could have been last week or it could have been when you were three years old, um, where you were in a situation where the emotion was high. So, um, you know, you're feeling super angry or super stressed or, something, um, and maybe you didn't process it, you didn't let it go. So rather than saying, you know, validating what we were feeling, releasing what we were feeling, we suppressed it in that, you know, we suppress our emotions in lots of different ways with, you know, opening our phone and checking Facebook rather than dealing with, you know, the screaming kids or, or, you know, eating or shopping or whatever. We can suppress our emotions in lots of different ways. Um, Basically, that emotion doesn't actually go anywhere. It gets stuck in the body. And so that can cause all sorts of underlying imbalances that create bigger problems, um, physical, mental, emotional. So the emotion code, it, all, all it does is we go in and we clear out those trapped emotional traumas from the body. The heart wall specifically is um, a, a literal to your subconscious wall of trapped emotions over your heart. So Again, our physical eyes, we don't see this with our physical eyes, but to our subconscious, what this is, is a wall of emotions that's basically blocking your heart center. So it's when we're in a situation where, again, this could have been in, in childhood or this could have been, you know, really any time in your life, but basically um, it's when we feel like totally overwhelmed with what's going on in our life. So maybe something is happening outside of us. You know, we've got, we're a child and we've got parents fighting or, you know, a car accident or something happens and it, it's so overwhelming that we have to put up a wall. We can't deal with it. It's too much to handle emotionally. Um, and we, we put up wall to kind of disconnect. It's kind of like we're numbing out from the situation and that's the heart wall. And um, again, it's just these layers of trapped emotions that get stuck over the heart and um, you know, and what that does, a lot of different things on a physical level, that's going to cause over years and years of having this imbalance, it's going to cause things like chest pain, you know, neck pain, upper back pain, heart palpitations, um, you know, random chest pains, things like that. But then on a physical or, I mean, a, an emotional level, 
Um, we're going, it's going to be really hard for us to connect with other people. Communication gets muddled with others. Um, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of couples come into my office and it's like these two, you know, people trying to come together and communicate and express love and they just keep hitting a wall. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, and a lot of times when we're trying to create something in our life, if that's health or a new career or a relationship, and it's it's like we hit a wall. And people will say that, like, oh, you know, I just keep hitting this wall, and there's, like, something blocking me, and I can't put my finger on what it is. That's the heart wall. Um, so, yeah, it's really – I, those are my favorite thing to do with my clients. I just, it's so much fun to see people transform. Um, it's this massive block for people and we get that down. And then all of a sudden it's just like all this, it's just like amazingness just like rushes into their life. And I love watching them because, you know, all of a sudden it's like, I get these emails and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, I can actually breathe better. Like I literally on a physical level feel like I can take a deep breath again. You know, like this weight that's been on my chest is finally gone, you know, and they're finally able to like, you know, change their career and do what they want to do. And, you know, their health is better and they're able to, you know, deepen their relationship with their spouse and their families. And it's just, it's so much fun to watch these people, you know, just their lives just change so dramatically um, so quickly. It's, really fun (laughs) it's like it's like breaking a dam it is you know it's like getting through that wall and it's gone and then all of a sudden I mean because the heart really is like such a core of our being you know it's really how we're connecting with the world so many think it's so many people think it's the brain but it really Mm -hmm. seems to be the heart and it's like when you've got that block there, I mean, you're so isolated, you're so, you know, depressed and separate and Mm -hmm. you just can't connect with love, you know, which is like our fundamental communication. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, we can't, you know, if we put out love and people don't get it the way that we want them to and vice versa, like we, people are trying to give us love and then those messages kind of get muddled and we don't really feel it the way that we should. And, you know, so it's for some people, you know, it's, really high emotions like it's for people who are crying all the time and they feel like their emotions are just always on the surface right there and then there's the other people that are the way they feel it in their body it's more just like the numbness you know like mm-hmm. I don't cry I can't get to yeah, it can't get to, I, I'm I never cried anything like whatever I'm just totally numb you know and so it's it's clearing that so that we can find this balance and that we can just do what we're here to do like I just that's my biggest thing is everybody's here for a purpose and it is not to be sick and miserable. It is to be healthy and thriving and joyful and living your passion. And um, we just, you know, we have to have positive thoughts. We have to have that gratitude. We have to have these blocks out of the way so that we can do that. Yeah. Oh my God. You're singing my song. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. You know, that's just totally my thing. Like I feel like Oprah, like I love it. Um, but it's, <laughs> I'm just so on fire about that because it's so important because I mean, really that is what we need. And as a world, that's what we need. We need more empowered people. We need people sharing their gifts and their voice and yeah. their, you know, talents. Like we need that to raise everybody's vibration. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's, critically important. So I just love what you do. And, you know, I I just want to make one quick note as we're, you know, kind of coming up on the end of time here, but I wanted to just, when we talk about clearing emotions, I know you and I speak this language all the time. So to us, it's like, oh, we'll just clear these blocks and clear that. 
I can hear people going, okay, how? Yeah. <laughs> how? Why? How? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, you know, two things. So, Working with a practitioner, obviously, they're going to be able to do that for you. But things you can be doing on your on your own, you know, EFT tapping, so going on and finding some videos that resonate with you, that is going to be clearing things. Um, again, this is all on a subconscious level. Like, it isn't like, you know, we get in the shower and we clean, like, something off of our body. It's different than that. It's all subconscious. So, you know, some people call that the spirit. Some people call it the subconscious mind. Um Whatever it is, it controls like 95% of everything that happens in our body, you know, from our nails growing to our heart beating to our eyes blinking, all these things that we don't have to think about, that's the subconscious controlling that. So it's releasing trauma from that. And, um, you know, it can be done so many ways, again, through a practitioner, through EFT things, um, even just those simple things of expressing gratitude, um, setting intentions, positive affirmations. That's all going to set the stage for things that are no longer in your highest good to just move out of the way. Um, so, yeah, there's so <laughs> so many ways to do that. Um, you know, I yeah I, I talk about some of that in some of my eBooks. Um, I actually have my own modality script that I'm working on um, getting ready to release soon, and that's because um, I, I. This is the big question. Everybody's like, how do I do this for myself, and how, you know, how do I just keep up with this. And so what I did is I've been working for several months on just writing this script um, that people can say and do whenever they feel like they need to, to release anything that's ready to go, um, clearing any blocks without having to identify stuff, without having to dig, you know, no, you don't need a practitioner. You can just say the script, do a little bit of tapping and we're just releasing everything that is no longer in the highest good. Um, you know, so that'll be coming out soon. There's, there are so many ways to, um, to release that stuff. So I do some work with essential oils and releasing emotional blocks and then flower essences that can release emotional blocks. There's homeopathic, um, that can make a difference depending on what you're dealing with. I know grief especially seems to respond pretty well to homeopathics and, you know, so it's just, it's really interesting work and it's very complex and kind of multi-layered, but there's, the good news is that there's probably a way for you to do it that will work for you. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have to be complicated. And no. yeah, I mean, you, again, I think for me, I know for me, working with a practitioner was the best thing I ever did. I didn't have to think about it. I let somebody else work on me for a bit yeah. and you know, and it just got me to where I needed to be, where I could do it on my own. Some people are just ready to do it on their own. They're, you know, DIYers, <laughs> and, and that's great. You know, so there are so many tools um, to use, but really just set your intention. Um, you know, I have a I have a blog on my website that's um, 30 seconds to activate healing in the body, and it's literally 30 seconds, and it's a little video script, and you just Put your hand on your stomach, put your hand on your heart, and just take a few deep breaths. And I think, I, I don't know, there's a couple affirmations I have on there, but it's basically just, okay, like I, I now release any negative patterns, trapped emotions, you know, things from my body that are ready to go, and I'm welcoming in peace and joy and happiness. And, I mean, I'm that's not word for word, but basically that. 
just start taking a couple day, minutes every day to do something like that um, is going, you're going to be releasing blocks doing that. Like you're working on health, you want to change your career, new relationships, like whatever, you know, everybody can benefit from releasing stress. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to have uh, links to all of this on the show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. Again, just go under podcast, under episodes, click this episode. You'll find all the links and how to get in touch with Megan. And I have a little sneaking suspicion this might not be the last time we hear from Megan. So thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time and your expertise. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.